Good evening. Um, thanks for chiming in. Welcome to Spotlight Hour. Um, as a habit, I'll start the room a little early today, uh, but run through some of the October and November programming of Spotlight Hour. Um, today, we'll have a Teleportation Hour, Happiness Reminders with Orlando Bidou. Um, on Saturday, we will actually have a special weekend edition uh, pilot episode uh, called Spotlight Country, Getting to Know Portugal with guest Antonio Barbosa. Uh, Laura Lynn will be moderating this room. So it's on uh, Saturday at 5 p.m. Sweden time. Um, next Tuesday, October 11th at 5 p.m. Sweden, we'll have teleportation hour with the future of facial microexpressions with guest uh, Shireshta Samal. On Thursday, we have a special episode at a special time zone, uh, which is um, 3 p.m. Sweden time. And um, it is the future of uh, design fiction with our special guest, Katarina, managing director of Many One. On uh, the following Tuesday, we have Teleportation Hour, uh, what they do and don't teach you at Harvard with guest Jaime Villanueva. Uh, followed by our introduction of a master class with Renji Mendoza, Recession Proofing Your Business. It's optimized for uh, service entrepreneurs. Welcome on stage, Natch. And I'm just going through the um, uh, October, November um, episodes. And thanks for coming and joining us today. Um, okay, the following... Um, Saturday, we have a special weekend edition as well. Uh, the Future of Service and Philanthropy, Philanthropy, that's Teleportation Hour. That's episode two, moderated by Laura Lynn. The next Tuesday, October 25, we'll have Teleportation Hour, uh, Managing Gen Z and Millennials with Judith Ginting. And after that, we have the second episode of the Masterclass with Renji Mendoza, Recession Proofing Your Business, Episode 2, this is the case study uh, episode, um, and that's October 27th on Thursday. Um, after that, uh, we'll have uh, on November 8th, Teleportation Hour again, The Future of Travel, Episode 2 with Professor Don Dioco. And then the following Thursday after that, uh, November 10th, we'll have The Future of AI Teams uh, with Sahil Bahi. Um, November 15th is a possible Bookaholics Anonymous episode, or we will have um, the future of um, multipotentiates, I think, or um, generalists, possibly um, moderated by Shima Sanusi from Brunei. Uh, the following Thursday is uh, the future of design thinking adaptation by Simran Jindal from IBM. So... Okay, I'll pause there and now welcome and uh, Erlande, welcome uh, to the stage. Thanks. I just wanted to check if your audio is good. And uh, I'm just running through Erlande, the, um, the future episodes of um, uh, Teleportation Hour and uh, the show programming of Spotlight Hour. But I just wanted to check if your audio was good. And we're a little earlier, seven minutes early, but uh, I'm just running through the future programming. Hi, Erlande. Thank you for coming. Perfect. Thank How you. Are you. Thank you, Mitch. How are you? Great. I'm really excited to to try out uh, this this talk. I realized actually when I was 
jumping in that this is the first time I will do anything that is only focused on a voice. I usually see either people in person or have some sort of online uh, video chat, but uh, I think it's going to be interesting to to just focus on, on voice conversations for today. That's right. It's a very different experience, I suppose, um, you know, all of us are are really, you know, <laughs> more used to having video. And that's why one of our next episodes is facial micro expressions with uh, Sharesta Samal. And she has done some AI work and some research on just reading people on video. And, and so I said, yeah, but voice is a very different experience, but it's, it's, it's wonderful. So uh, for for those of us that are a little shy on video, social voice fits perfectly. So it's like radio, but you can chime in and ask questions. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, should I sit on my sofa <laughs> doing this interview? Should I still bit. sit at my That's desk? <laughs> People like Naj, she's in Asia. It's you know, Naj is on stage, and it's in Asia. It's eleven p.m. So you know, I I don't know, Naj, you might want to unmic and say hi, but. For the people in Asia, Zenith and other people that are moderating uh, mm-hmm. in the Asian time zone, you know, we know that it's um, they're almost, um, uh, he- you know, heading to bed, but they're always mm-hmm. here and supporting the club. So, and we'll just, you know, we're arranging the room and pinging some people. I don't know if you're familiar with the term. Uh, the only thing I'll ask and remind you is when you're not speaking so that there's no echo, just mute your mic again uh, from time to time if you're not speaking. But uh, for most of the talk, you'd, you'd probably be on mic unless um, uh, others are there. But if there's an echo, the solution right. to that is to, to, press the, uh, to press the mute button and then let people in. All right, sounds good. I've put my headphones as well. I don't know if this makes it a little bit... Easier it's very, or better it's very, for the... very clear. Very, very <laughs> All right, clear. perfect. And welcome to the room, Laura, Elaine, Mark. Welcome. I'm just going to set up the room, ping up some people. Um, and, you know, very shortly we'll introduce um, Orlande and um, we'll frame the conversation. Welcome to the stage, Laura. Arwin, welcome. I'll just put you up on stage. And uh, as you know, uh, all of our teleportation hour episodes, we give a little bit of time to frame the conversation with our guests for about uh, 15 minutes or so. And then we open the, the room to Q&A. So um, everyone is sort of on the same page. But thank you for coming and joining us today. Shima, please come up on stage because you're the moderator today. I think I'm already here. Okay. <laughs> I think it's automatic. I'm always, of course, apparently, of course. Yeah, yeah, apparently I'm always, you know, automatic being up here on stage. So, yeah. Orlando, meet, meet Shima. She's essentially, she's moderating uh, today uh, with Hi. us. So. Hello, hello. Hi. Um, how do you pronounce your name? It's Orlando Bido. Uh, almost. So the French okay. way of saying it is Orlande, but uh, honestly, it's not even really a French name. So <laughs> I think it doesn't really matter how people pronounce it. You can pronounce it Orlandi. I have people say Orlando or, Orlando. you know, really whatever. It works well in, in any okay. way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I don't want to, um, you know, I, I don't want to pronounce it wrongly, just in case. Um, how do you pronounce your last name? Is it Bido or? Yeah, that's oh. exactly it. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> Yay, me. <laughs> All right. So we're just going to wait for people to come in um, in the room first. Oh, hi, Zenet. Hi, Laura. Hi, Nudge. Hi, Elaine, Arwen, and Mark. Um, so we're just going to wait for a few more people to join in. And uh, we'll officially start in about a few minutes. Yes? All good. Zenith, please say hello. <laughs> hello, everybody. Hello, Orlando. It's nice to meet you. Hello, nice to meet you. I was just going through before Orlando came in. I was just going through the roster of future shows, and um, I was at November time frame. But I, you know, I will stop just mouthing what the, the future episodes are and i just want to encourage everyone that's in the room um or have joined our linkedin group i've pinned the link on our linkedin group about the future episodes and i think now we're filling in the december time frame so and i just wanted to mention if uh laura lynn will come shortly she has been organizing possible saturday special edition rooms um, because of the the new pilot around spotlight country um and and that will be interesting as well so um maybe in a minute or two shima we can start and and um even if laura is not here then if laura is not here zenitor i can uh, co-mod with you okay sh should be fine <laughs> thanks much lots of exciting new talks coming up I can't wait, actually. I mean, when I saw the abstract, I'm like, oh, this is something, you know, this is something definitely I want to, you know, lead in with this room. So that's why I, I you know, I volunteer as a tribute in it. <laughs> All right, Shima, I think it's um, top of the hour. So I think let's start. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you. Hi, hello everyone. So I'm uh, I'm Shima. I'm Shima Sanusi. I'm from Brunei Darussalam. Um, so today we are welcoming our special guest in teleportation hour under the spotlight hour, uh, Miss Arlande Bidot. She's uh, she's from France, right? Correct me. If, correct me if I'm wrong. That's all correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so um, to, and today's topic is very interesting. Today's topic is very interesting and um, it's about happiness and the power of community. So um, on stage here, we have Mitch, uh, Mitch De Leon from Sweden, Iris Mag Maglenock from UK, uh, Zanet Asgar from Hong Kong, and who else am I missing? Naj, uh, Laura. And of course, Miss Orlande uh, Bidot from France. So um, now today, as part of the celebration, as I was mentioning earlier, we're talking about the future of happiness reminders. And to those who have been with us from the beginning, you know, when we started Spotlight Hour, we had a show called specifically Designing Happiness with our friends, uh, Chris Mack, Tiffany, Felsk, uh, Zanet, and many, many of the people here on stage as well. So happiness is a topic of interest in our community because it is elusive, important, and distinctly personal. And we definitely need those, you know, serotonin boosts, especially when 
you're having a very hectic week or month, even year. So we definitely need those serotonin boosts. Um, in today's repetition hour, we I'm going to give the spotlight. We're giving the spotlight to Miss Arlanda Bideau, who is a person keenly interested in happiness and one who has built a, an organic community through a happy newsletter. Uh, sorry, happy newsletter. So, Orlando, um, welcome to the Spotlight Hour. Can you please introduce yourself brief- briefly and what is it that you do? And tell us, why happiness? Tell us about your mission and focus on happiness and the Happy Project. Over to you now, Orlando. Yes, thank you so much, uh, Shima. And really, hi to everybody in the in the room with us today. I'll try to be uh, both brief but also complete to give you a little bit of uh, background through my my story and the examples that uh, I'm going to share later on and hopefully the the questions that I can answer also today. Uh, But yeah, my name is Orlande Bido and I'm originally from France, but actually I grew up in the Philippines and Greece. And then I lived and worked in Canada, the United States and Sweden as well. So quite a bit of an international (laughs) path so far. Sometimes it brings a little bit of a strange accent and uh, an expression into uh, into uh, some of the sentences that I use. So if at any point, of course, in the talk, there's something that uh, seems strange or that you don't understand, feel free to, to ask me. Uh, but I started my career actually very traditionally. And after studying in a business school and doing a Master of Science in IT, I joined a big corporate uh, telecom company in France. And then I work in different jobs, different industry. So everything was going pretty well from a success standpoint, I would say. But I wasn't necessarily really happy, even though I had everything to be happy, you know, a nice family. I had my boyfriend. I had a good job. I had great friends. So everything, you know, to go to go well in life and sort of ticking all the boxes of uh, of success. But I realized, okay, I'm not really happy. So I decided to change path a little bit. And now instead of having sort of a job title, I have more of a portfolio uh, of activities. One of them is that I'm a creator and editor for TEDx uh, Stockholm. I also give lecture in different business schools on topics like strategic management, professional development, team building, those kind of uh, areas. And uh, finally, I'm also the lead for the Happy Project, which in itself also includes uh, different areas. One of the most uh, well-known, so to speak, is the Happy Newsletter, which also includes uh, now a private postcast. And uh, the point is also to offer different programs for individuals and companies to be uh, basically more effective in their uh, happiness journey. And I don't know if you want me to go directly now into why um, why I started the, this project and the newsletter or... Sure, Orlando. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it all started basically right at the start of uh, the pandemic <laughs> and like everybody else I was a bit you know shocked with everything that was happening with with COVID and just being a bit in a low sad um, sad mood and I think it was the first time that so many people at the same time were sort of experiencing the same uh, the same thing and just looking at the news felt really depressing very anxiety driven and I felt okay what can I do that 
can focus my energy on something that's more uh, more positive. And I thought, okay, I read the news every day and it's only bringing me bad news. So what if I would have, you know, one thing, maybe not every day, but at least once a week to focus on happiness. And it feels, you know, kind of naive to think, okay, in the middle of a pandemic and other <laughs> big things happening in the world, you should think about happiness. But I decided, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on. And I'm just going to send one quote about happiness to whoever wants to, to receive it. And at the beginning, it was honestly just my own email address and <laughs> the email address of, of my boyfriend. So that's really how it, it all started from a need I had myself of focusing on something that would be sort of more positive in life and seeing how I can share this in a very simple way to, to other people as well who may be experiencing uh, also the same idea of, okay, everything is a little bit dark and, and depressing right now. Thank you. Um, you know, it's been interesting. So you basically, you started the newsletter at the start of the pandemic, and it's mm -hmm. a means of to distract ourselves from, you know, the pandemic. I call it the pandemic depression. I'm pretty sure everyone would agree, <laughs> right? The pandemic depression. Um, it's really interesting. I was actually looking it up, and then, um, yeah. So um, I'd like to ask. Uh, so. About this newsletter, right? Um, do you do it via subscription? I mean, how do we, you know, do, do you make money out of it? So right now I don't make money through the newsletter itself. So I don't have a paid subscription to it. Anybody can join, anybody can subscribe. And it's just, you know, one click. I'm using uh, MailChimp in the background to, to run the, the newsletter. The point for me, especially at the beginning, was not even to make this a project. It was just focusing on one step uh, at a time. And I think whether you're creating a community or creating any sort of something that can become a big project, um, it's important to maybe dream of what it can be in the future, but start really small. Um, if you have you know, already a big team, that's great. But if you have a smaller team or you are just by yourself at the beginnings trying to build something, um, for me, I just focused on, okay, what is one thing that I can do for sure every week, even if I don't feel good, even if I'm really busy and sending a quote at the start is not such a big commitment. Um, so I started with just a quote every Wednesday now we also have um, sort of a monthly wrap up of different uh, information on happiness and again the the podcast as well and the podcast started basically in the same way which was um, i have a friend who is from finland and finland was voted as you know the happiest country in the world for for the fifth year in a row so i called her up and i asked her okay can we have a conversation around happiness and I'm curious to hear a bit your insider thought on why why would it uh, be that Finland is, is again on top of this happiness ranking. And then I just wanted to interview more more people who, you know, are generally happy in their life or who seem generally happy in their life. What is their perspective on on happiness? And I think through that then I get different uh, work opportunities or recognitions and things like that, that can bring in some 
uh, revenue and some money, but otherwise the newsletter itself is not uh, a paid subscription. I don't do any advertising or collaboration on it either. Wow. That's interesting. Um, I've got another one. Um, you know, I was just thinking about it. What's your favorite happiness story so far? Do you mean from a person in the interviews or um, anything? I think I think it'll be interesting from anyone that you've interviewed. So what's the best um, happiness stories that you've heard so far from the ones that you've inter interviewed? Hmm. I think all of them have their own story and it's also why it's interesting to have different people but what always really strike me in every interview that i've done so far is that every person that i interview think oh why do you interview me um and maybe you know i'm not the best example of happiness and and this kind of <laughs> of things and to me it's really pointing out how we are usually bad at recognizing in ourselves all the qualities that we can have, whether it is, you know, to be successful in something in our job, but also to be successful at leading, you know, a life that can be actually happier than we think. Um, and I think it's totally okay also to recognize that sometimes we are not happy and we're not doing good and that's fine. And what I really appreciate about the people that, are in the community or that I have on the podcast is that they're also really genuine about saying, you know, I'm not always happy and maybe I smile all the time when I see other people, but there's another side of that. So the point with, um, with happiness and all those stories is to say, okay, it's important to focus on happiness. Here are tips that you can do to achieve that. But if you also don't feel happy right now, that's totally fine and there's nothing wrong with you. Um, so I don't know if there's one story in particular that stands out, but the main thing that comes out of it is people don't think as themselves as good example of, of happiness or, or happy people because we're generally pretty uh, humble, I guess, in, in thinking about, uh, about ourselves. Thank you, uh, Orlando. Uh, did I pronounce your uh, name correctly? Yes, Orlando. yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Très bien. Um, uh, hi, everyone. So just wanted to do a recap. Welcome to Teleportation Hour, the Spotlight Hour Club. Thanks for being here during your default Thursday or Tuesday. Um, and again, we're talking about the future of happiness reminders with Orlando Bordeaux. Uh, for more topics like this, please uh, tap the greenhouse button on top of your screen and do follow us on uh, or connect with us on um, on uh, LinkedIn, the Spotlight Hour group, and follow the greenhouse button and be a member and join our LinkedIn group. So, um, bonjour, uh, Orlande. Vous allez bien? It's so nice to know that you're from France It's uh, and you grew up in Philippines. Um, so uh, I actually have one question um, uh, that I've been thinking the whole day. Mm -hmm. Ask away. Um, <laughs> so is um, so do you you know social media like Instagram, TikTok? Do you consider these as happy apps? I think it 
it really depends on your personal style and you can find some of them that works well for you and maybe some moments they will make you happy some moments they won't make you happy um, me for example i'm not at all on tiktok absolutely i don't even have an account um, i find that apps like instagram which is really based on pictures and sort of creativity in images or this kind of things i don't really relate or connect to it uh, i'm more someone who likes to talk or maybe to write and can do things that are very unedited and authentic so it's not really an app that i connect with and that makes me happy to either participate in or to watch um, but i find that other places like linkedin even though obviously there's not um, the same way of portraying ourselves since it's you know at least at the beginning a professional place i still find that you can have genuine uh, connection on that platform that it allows for a way of sharing that you know feels feels meaningful to me so sometimes i will spend more time on linkedin and this will bear me you know connection and some happiness and interesting information that i'm happy to learn sometimes i feel oh there's just too much information and too much things i can compare myself to um, on linkedin as well and i will take a break for a little while so i think it's really to each person and also depending on what you work with what you work for uh, the kind of ways that you like to express yourself um, TikTok can be, I think, a really fun place to, to do that for, for some people and, you know, sharing information through, I don't know, little videos and, and dances can, can be really fun. Um, so it doesn't need to be depressing and, you know, becoming a, a mental health struggle, but I think it's really something to assess on a, on a personal level, what works and something something that you know made us happy before doesn't necessarily make us happy anymore and and that's also okay to to switch a little bit from one platform to another or um, not feel the need to sort of reply to the demands of, of all the algorithms that are there, out there as well yes thank you so much for uh you know sharing your point of view about that about social media as happy apps um, since you mentioned about fun, you know, I'm curious about your uh, thoughts or how do you compare fun and happiness? Um, I think aside from spelling, <laughs> there's, uh, <laughs> there's another difference, right? I mean, there's, you could differentiate it. So since you're, um, uh, you know, you talk a lot about uh, you're dedicated when it comes to happiness. So how mm -hmm. do you uh, compare uh, a fun reminder and happiness reminder um yeah if that makes sense <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i think fun is more something that will bring you joy that has some sense of really an excitement and you know maybe you will be very excited about something and you will be really smiling and there is this sense of more joy of maybe more uh, extroversion uh, that that comes through with with fun and I think happiness can be a little bit more introverted or a little bit more uh, quiet 
And to me, it's also something that is a little bit deeper and that has more impact on the long term. You definitely still need uh, to have some joy and, you know, some fun to to also contribute to, to your happiness and the two go hand in hand. But for me, it's like, oh, I have fun. I have a little burst of, you know, this, this joy, this excitement, and it's really something lively, I would say. Well, happiness doesn't need to come so much alive or in burst. Um, so, for example, in the quotes that it doesn't necessarily, I think, make people happy to read them. They're not necessarily going to think, oh, this is so fun or it brings me joy and makes me smile or it makes me laugh. But it makes them think about happiness in a new way. Uh, sometimes, you know, it can be maybe controversial what this quote is saying. But it's to think, OK, what do I think about this aspect of happiness? Do I agree with this? Do I disagree with this? And how do I interpret this uh, sort of in my own life? And I think joy can happen a little bit without us being conscious of it or uh, mostly without controlling it. We can just, it happens, we have fun. But I think for happiness to, to happen, and especially in our uh, modern societies, I think you need to have a lot more consciousness um, for it to, to be able to, to happen and have space for that as well to, to make sure it can mm. happen. Thank you so much, Orland. Um, that is very, I totally agree. You know, I think fun is, um, you know, it really shows your uh, physical um, joy and excitement and happiness is more, yeah, like you said, deeper and intellectual. That's, that's mm -hmm. amazing. Thank you. So, you know, we have great people in this room and especially on this stage. I would like to acknowledge Nadj and Laura for being here. So if you guys have any questions or thoughts or to get to know Orlin, so please um, chime in. Nadj or Laura? Um, I think we had a question from, I'm not sure if I pronounced the name correctly, Manohar? Manohar. Uh, Manohar, okay, yeah, on the chat room. So life is not constant or consistent in experiences. So what do you do or handle sadness? Go for it. Um, I think it's a really, really good question. And I just accept it now. Uh, so I have also days when I'm absolutely not, not so happy. And I can have very low days. And sometimes it turns, you know, not into days, but into weeks. And, you know, obviously being so much into happiness and talking about happiness, it's really easy to beat myself up and think, oh, you know, I should know better and I should be happier than this. But really being able to go through that and think today I am sad or today I'm just, maybe I'm not sad, but I'm not happy. I don't really know why. I don't try to push any happiness trick on top of it. I try to, you know, take on my day the minimum things that I know will make me feel okay, like maybe, you know, go outside for at least 10 minutes or eat healthy or, you know, if I would be home all day and it's the weekend, not stay in bed all day. So I will do those minimum things that I know will make me feel okay, but I don't try to push 
anything on me that is with this goal of oh i need to feel better and why am i sad or why am i upset or you know all those negative feelings should go away i just sort of sit down with it think okay today i'm sad or today i'm upset and maybe tomorrow i will also be sad and, and also be upset mm -hmm. um and obviously in in my activities i i'm in front of a lot of people and i engage with a lot of people and for me, it's part of my work to both have the energy to, to be sharing with them, but also to be transparent of, okay, you know, all days, I'm not always, uh, you know, in super shape or super happy, but still have that energy and being honest of, okay, maybe today is not a great day, but I'm still there to, to bring that energy and those, uh, those insights for, for the people mm -hmm. that I may be facing in, in my work as well. Great. So acknowledging sadness, uh, right? Yeah, absolutely. And okay. just thinking, because I think, you know, obviously sometimes we can try to push a little bit ourselves and think, okay, mm -hmm. I can, maybe I really don't want to do the dishes today and I'm still going to do the, <laughs> the dishes. Um, mm -hmm. But it all really comes down to why we do things. Maybe mm -hmm. if today I really don't feel like doing the dishes, maybe it's just because i don't really care that i don't know my home is messy or something mm -hmm. like that so it depends if it's something deeper and you feel oh you know really now i have taken on too much work or i'm not really taking care of myself and i really need to take a break or if it's just temporarily right now today i'm too tired and you know it's fine i can do my dishes tomorrow morning mm -hmm. and i think it takes a little bit of time to identify when it's just okay you know this i should just do it maybe i don't want to send this email i'm still gonna send this email yeah. what you know just um, being sort of self-sabotage mm -hmm. and yeah. what is actually i really do need a break and i need to not push uh further and think okay i need to yeah. feel better mm -hmm. Thank you. So uh, I believe uh, Monahar uh, appreciates your um, your your answer, your response. Thank you. And uh, we have another question from Nestor. But before that, um, I just wanted to check uh, Naj or Laura. Laura, I can see you were, um, uh, you know, showing some some uh, some uh, reactions. So do you have any questions uh, to Orland or? No, I don't have any questions. I can just relate um to what okay. what she says and, um so just enjoying listening and mm -hmm. uh, uh i pass the mic thank you great we appreciate you laura thank you so um just a quick recap so uh hello everyone again we are at spotlight hour teleportation hour uh we're talking about rem happiness reminders with uh orland bido and um if anyone are interested to uh, join us here on stage, please do, or you can, um, um, you know, interact with us through our room chat. So Nestor uh, asks, is happiness the goal or is peace the better goal? Orland. <laughs> I think happiness leads to peace and it, it depends also in different cultures. We <laughs> sort of interpret happiness and, and peace uh, a bit differently. For me, peace is really linked to um, people between themselves and being at 
peace with other people or being at peace with myself really brings that sense of non-violence. Um, so for me, okay, peace is of course a goal, but to me it's just a sense of, okay, I, I am kind of at peace with myself and with other people. I am kind to them and I'm non-violent yeah, non or aggressive towards them. Well, happiness brings another level to that, um, which is a sense of satisfaction, a sense of sort of deep uh, fulfillment, and a sense also of hope, I think, for, for the future um, that I don't necessarily interpret in, in peace. But I think depending again on, on your culture, the way you can um, interpret peace in, in your own way, it can be a goal as well. Um, for me, the way I, I focus on happiness and interpret happiness is, I think, when, when or where people are happy, um, they're nice to each other. When you are happy, you know, you're more likely to, to help others or to do things that yourself make you a positive force for yourself and, and for society. So I do really see it as a way to sort of avoid conflicts and, and have peace overall in, in our societies. I think, you know, it's an ambitious and, and maybe a bit naive goal, but, um, I do truly believe that it's more when we are sad or frustrated that we tend to uh, do things that hurt ourselves or other people. And again, the goal is not to, to eradicate what we call negative feelings. We can very much feel them, but the more we can feel like, okay, all of this is, is okay, um, then I think we can create yeah, an environment for ourselves and also for other people and our contributions for other people that are um, more more positive and, and also more more peaceful. I don't know if this answer exactly the, the question, but that would be my, my take on it. <laughs> Thank you, Orland. Um, you know, it's been quite insightful and um, I'm amazed that everyone has a lot of brilliant questions. But um, before that, uh, <laughs> before that, so um, I'm just piggybacking on what you've just said early on, on keeping yourself happy, right? Or keeping mm -hmm. yourself grounded for that matter. So basically, you, when we're not feeling at our best self, we acknowledge our emotions and feelings. And especially when we're feeling overwhelmed, right? So I just like to share a little bit. Um, as for me, when I do feel overwhelmed or when I'm not feeling my best self of the day, for the day, I just take a step back, um, you know, I just take a step back of whatever it is that I'm doing. I reassess my emotions and, and feelings and, you know, take a little bit of a like a mini meditation, which is the breathing exercise or just simply walk around, you know, because sometimes I think when we're feeling overwhelmed, we just need to take a break for a little while. So um, which brings me to this question. How do you really keep yourself in that happy state when you need to? And, um, and how do you spread joy and happiness to others? Especially when you just mentioned earlier on that you, um, when, you're surrounded, when you're surrounding yourself with people, right? So how do you keep yourself in that happy state? And how do you, you know, simply um, transfer that energy of joy and happiness to others? 
Yes, I think that's a you know a really interesting point, and thanks for for sharing also your your perspective and, and sort of little tips as well to uh, get out of of overwhelm. Um, I think for me, and you know, there's tons of apps, for example, on meditation out there, or different breathing techniques or things like this that we can use to just feel a little bit better or focus on on happiness. And for me, it really comes down to making the space for myself. So what I mean by that is that, for example, I don't necessarily meditate or um, I don't use in particular any app for personal development or things like that. But I really make sure that throughout my day and throughout my week, I have space where I can feel however I need to feel and not have something else going on. So for example, if I am cooking or doing my dishes, I will just be there and I'm not talking to anybody else and I'm not listening to a podcast and I'm not uh, watching TV at the same time or having the radio on or nothing at all. I am just there and I'm focusing on washing this plate and washing this glass or Maybe I will just go for, you know, five minutes at the window and stand there taking some of the sun or at least some of the daylight that can be coming in. And I think one of the reasons in our modern society is that we need so much meditation is because we have yeah, so much overwhelm, so much um, anticipation, so much notifications coming to us all the time that the only way we manage to have a break from all this is to say, okay, I'm going to sit down, you know, with my legs crossed and close my eyes and think about maybe clouds going from one place to another. And otherwise we don't make that space uh, for ourselves. We always, you know, check something on our phone or listen to something productive or talk to someone at the same time. So for me, it's really about making sure in my calendar that I have moments where I'm just there and maybe I do an activity again that can be doing my dishes but that at least my mind is free from distractions and thinking oh I need to be learning something new or doing something in particular um, so that's something I recommend for people that don't necessarily enjoy meditation or don't really know how to get started or think that they don't have the time to meditate every day or aren't into that practice. It's just to make sure if you look at your calendar every week, you know, maybe you have a meeting with your boss, maybe you have, I don't know, meetings with other people or a to-do list that's very long. You need to make sure that in that week you have those blocks of time at least a little bit every day that is just space for basically being <laughs> and this enables all of my sort of maybe more frustrating or sad feeling to have an outlet at that moment they can just you know come out and then I don't need to carry them on for the rest of either the week or another day and and so on I just wanted to quickly acknowledge Elaine, Arwin, Anna, Emmanuel, Manohar, Dipsa, Philip, Elena, Axel, and uh, 
the new folks that are experiencing Social Voice Clubhouse today, Nestor from Canada, who's a friend, and Julian, who still has a party hat. So a lot of people are um, in the room, and I just wanted to appreciate um, Orlan for joining us today. I am a subscriber of her Happy Project newsletter. I don't use um, Headspace or Calm, but I really find it deceptively simple, but deceptively effective as a adrenaline rush of happiness. That's how I feel, Orlando, when I get your one-line reminder. It feels <laughs> okay. I mean... That's know, great to hear. <laughs> it's uh, it's like an adrenaline rush. And all, all I can say every time I open the mail is, it's, that's right. You know, I always say that's right. I might not agree uh, with everything in the reminder, but... It's I, I always find myself saying that's right, uh, Orlando. So I, ju- I just wanted to let you know that. And it's just wonderful how you've built your happiness community fairly simply and single-mindedly and fairly, you know, to me is quite effective. So I think it's some of the best ideas are simple and elegant, Orlando. And so I, I, I just wanted to mention that to you. Thank you, Mish. And and I can't agree more on the fact that, you know, with everything that we have at our fingertips today, sometimes we try to find amazing solution. And I certainly fall fall into that trap sometimes. I'm thinking, oh, I need to create this grandiose project and it needs to have this and this and that. Um, But sometimes, yeah, the most simple, uh, simple things are are the most sort of effective and also enjoyable for for other people to, to have. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Orlando. So, um, from what I understand, uh, you like to do how you like to do simple things that, like cleaning and stuff like that. That's your main focus. That can center and ground yourself. Um, believe me, I enjoy that too. Doing chores at home, it gives me happiness. <laughs> um, right. So, I would like to address the questions that is in the chat room. Um, and there are a lot, quite a lot of interesting questions here. Um, Emmanuel is asking, is being happy in solitude a good thing? And uh, Manohar, so Manohar, um, he pointed about gratitude. So apart from gratitude, what would be the three attributes you would recommend the people to feel happiness? Um, So we're just going to address these two questions first, and then we're going to go move on to the rest later on. Yes, so sure. Actually, to answer the first question about being happy in solitude, it really brings to my mind uh, a quote that is from uh, a French philosopher called uh, Pascal. And actually, one of his books I studied when I was uh, in high school, and we spent an entire week studying one sentence that he put in, in uh, in that book. And basically, the translation in, um, in English is that all of humanity's problems stem from the fact that as humans, we are unable to sit quietly in a room alone. And I find this so true and probably more and more true as decades <laughs> go um, in, in modern society. But um, I don't think you necessarily need uh, to, to be happy by yourself or that you need to be able to sit uh, you know, in the room alone by yourself for hours or days or weeks to to be able to be happy. 
Um, it depends a little bit if you're more an introvert person or extrovert person, the amount of energy that you will get from uh, basically being social and the amount of uh, people that you will want to see and that will bring you this happiness mood. But this being said, um, it is important to make sure that the feelings that you that you get uh, can come from a place that is for you and from you and not from expectations of other people or you know validation of other people it is you know what we are taught in, in society it's nothing um, sort of wrong with us or or anything like that you know since we are born and then in school it's oh you know you do this and then people appreciate you or they value you and uh, this makes us feel good and so we we strive for for more of that and it brings us little bits of uh, of satisfaction and, and contentment but then we're a bit like drug addicts and we think oh then I need another of that um, so I think when you're able to do things not necessarily alone but for yourself um, it it enables you to have more of this happiness that a you can create independently of other people and that you can you know sort of control a little bit more and not be as addicted to and that can have a longer lasting uh, effect on you than if it's just you know oh this person is coming to see me today and then okay maybe this makes you happy or you have a good time with them and then the moment they leave oops you know <laughs> you're very sad again and then you need to see them again um so it's not to say that you shouldn't have connections with other people and for sure if seeing other people makes you happy continue doing that but do that in a way that again is is fulfilling for you um, for me, I know that reading the book of uh, Susan Cain, Quiet, was extremely helpful uh, in, in my journey in understanding that I am not antisocial at all. I love talking to people, but it's bringing me a lot more energy and happiness when I can have one-on-one -on -one conversations, for example, instead of being at a huge uh, party or with, with a lot of people and, and a lot of noise. So you can definitely still focus on, on your happiness by yourself. Um, but again, it just comes down to being able to find activities that are not dependent on, on other people to make sure you can provide it to, to yourself. Uh, just wanted to uh, make a quick recap. Again, everyone, welcome to uh, Spotlight Hour, Teleportation Hour. We are talking about Happiness Reminders with Ms. Orland Bideau. And uh, please uh, do follow us or connect with us on LinkedIn. And um, you can also uh, uh, invite some of your friends to join us on our LinkedIn group. And please um, tap on the green house button on top of your screen so that you get to um, hear and experience more of uh, exciting topics like this here and um so ma to make it a little more fun i know we're talking about happiness our land so we have this um uh, miss universe question 
Okay. okay. So are you ready for that? Can you be? <laughs> I'm ready. Can you be? Yeah. So will you represent uh, Sweden or France? <laughs> I think I will no. have to go with my initial uh, nationality. I can. I can okay. be France. <laughs> okay. So let's start. Okay, Miss France, please step forward. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, what would be some hacks? suggestions and insights you might want to share about happiness, how we treat others, how we gain happiness instead of being self-centered or focused. Your timer starts now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think some uh, of the best things that you can focus on is really why you start to do things or why you want to do different things. And that's one of the reasons that you can succeed yourself on a personal level, but also bring positive contributions to um, to society. Because instead of focusing on a goal that will be, I don't know, material or you know a certain area specifically, where then it's really tied up to certain activities that you will do. If you focus on okay, why do I want to do this, and how does that relate or link to happiness? It allows you to have very much flexibility on the kind of activities to uh, reach that goal. So that's something that I would recommend to think, okay, you know, why would I want to, I don't know, have this job or why do I want to move abroad or why do I, I don't know, want to have kids? Why do I want to do or not do all these things? Because then again, all the activities that you can focus on in your day to day they're not dictated by some books some sort other people telling you hey this is what you should be doing every day it's really linked to you how you feel and and why you are doing things and i think a great place you know to link back with the topic of today um, a great way to do that is to have some community around you either that you can create or you build or you can be part of and it can be just a personal community or, uh, you know, sort of more of a professional and, and business oriented uh, community. But for me, really, the role of a community is to have a place where you can see other win and, and succeed. That's something I talked a lot about in my uh, last monthly newsletter is. Honestly, when I see other people succeed and if I've been able to support them a little bit on their journey, it brings me so much happiness, even more than if it would be my own <laughs> success. So, you know, being part of a community in some sense or creating one, um, that's a great way to, to, you know, both achieve some happiness and also success along the way. And if I go a little bit, you know, deep, how you can build um, those communities, I think really focusing again on why you want to, to create this, um, express it, you know, in a genuine and transparent way, because no matter what, it's better that people can see who you are and how you are, then it makes you really connect with people that are not necessarily like you or that will like you, but that you have some values um, in common with. And I think when we talk about community, there's always a lot of focus on number 
and you know how many people maybe do you have as subscribers or how many people listen to your podcast or maybe how many people like uh, your post and this kind of things and one metric that i would say is really important is more you know whether you are just starting creating a community or that you already have one is focus on who is joining and who is leaving so it doesn't matter if you just have two subscribers or you have you know one million how many people every day every week every month are joining your community and what is their profile is it the type of people that you want to engage with and also on the contrary how many people are leaving your community and what is their profile so to give you an example that's one of the things i'm the most proud of with uh, the happy newsletter is it's existed now it's in its third year and the only people that have left so far are people who left because of the language so back i think two years ago now uh, the happy newsletter was featured in a french newspaper so a lot of people joined at that time and then a lot of people realized that actually it's in English and a lot of French people don't necessarily speak English fluently. So then at that time, mm -hmm. just after that, a lot of people unsubscribed. But except that I have less than one person unsubscribed per month. And for me, this is a much bigger thing to look at and how many people are joining and what's their profile than what's the overall number so especially if you're getting started with creating a community i would really encourage you to to look at that and if you look at that you know the overall number will will grow <laughs> maybe not as fast as you want but it will grow and it takes time but it's much better to create a community with the kind of people that you want there and then it will be much stronger and much more engaged than if you just grow it grow it grow it for sort of the sake of having a big, uh, a big number. Mm. So the Miss Universe is Orlando. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Um, anyways, um, but you might not win because, you know, um, you exceed the 30 second limit of answering the question. But oh, wow. That, yeah, that, I was way above that. <laughs> but I, lo I love that. So uh, just... I love that answer, Orlando, because a lot of people yes. on Clubhouse and on Social Voice are very interested around really how to create organic communities and in many many rooms here in clubhouse and in other fora many people are very much married to a number so i remember even here on clubhouse ashton kutcher came and he had made an investment on this company called community and his magic number was 700 and he said if you have 700 subscribers or followers that's enough to give you a good income if you were a solo entrepreneur but essentially what you're saying what i heard you say is that if you are very intentional in creating your community if you're watching the churn or people leaving and if you're really watching the profile of uh, the people in your community organically growth will occur i'm curious to know if a lot of this is built on referrals orlande or is it more organic because of the activity or velocity of it, it it's really a mix uh, a mix of both uh, some people will recommend it and some people just come for you know the first time because either they have come across me or they have come across a post or something i have shared 
um, it's really a combination of, of both. And going back to your point about monetizing a little bit all this, you know, you can be an influencer or whatever with, I don't know, one million follower and okay, most probably you will make money, but it also really depends on, on the structure. If you want to have a community and sell them, I don't know, VIP coaching, maybe you sell this for 10,000 a month and you can have just, you know, three people in your community and you make 30,000 euros a month. And, you know, that's a pretty good amount. And you just have three people in your community that may be signed up for, for this super, you know, luxury coaching. It's not unheard of. So you can sell, you know, a lot of things to different people. You can do advertising and then for sure you need a large audience if you, if you want to have that model. But otherwise, again, even if you have a small community, depending on what uh, the structure of things that you want to make money on, you don't need to have um, a huge following. And I truly believe that if you focus on the quality and you know the transparency of what you are sharing and trying to give something helpful to people it may take some time um, and especially some kind of people are you know very maybe quiet in the community so you don't necessarily feel right away that they are excited about you know your product or whatever you are sharing with them but a lot of people are actually uh, appreciative and me, I'm really lucky in the community to have people who, you know, email me every week and every month to say, oh, this is so helpful, or they, you know, give a comment on an article I, I shared, or, you know, even just the quotes, they say, oh, you know, like, this really made me think about this or that. But a lot of people will never message me. And it's, it's always like that when you post something, even on LinkedIn, you have, I don't know how many contacts who see it. But not everyone is going to comment, not everyone is going to like, but it doesn't mean it doesn't make an impact on them. Um, you know, me, I have people reach out maybe four or five years after I've met them for the first time and they re recommend me for a job and they still have me in mind because, you know, they see my post or they see my newsletter and they relate it to that or they think I do a good job. It's not because they think, oh, okay, <laughs> right away, uh, I'm going to buy something from, from this person, but I'm still on top of, of their mind four or five years later. Uh, we, I just wanted to acknowledge uh, Sattva on the stage. Welcome. Um, if you'd like to um, uh, ask some questions or share something. Yes, thank you for the warm welcome forward, Laura. And thank you. Orlando, thank you for the stage. I do have a question. It's a skilled question. So in the experience that you've had or that the stage has had in organic growth, when one watches uh, those that quote unquote don't support the vision, um, would you mind talking about that nuance a bit, uh, a little bit and um, you know to help people stay the course in their vision uh, as they have in their heart and not to be focused so much on millions of followers or hundreds of thousands rather just the organic core structure 
supportive act on Satva, apologies. We can't we can't hardly hear you. Can you just re rejig the question if it's possible? We can't hear you properly. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> I'm getting the red bar. Thank you. Here, let's do it's this. just a little bit Ask cutting up and down. <laughs> it is, it is. I'll need to move to a better reception spot, so I'll jump back in when I have better reception. It seems to be okay right now. If you manage to, I think, have it in okay. one sentence, I think I will catch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I was about to okay. say that too. <laughs> okay. Um, for those growing in organic space, what are some tips mm -hmm. that, that you can give on how to mitigate cognitive dissonance insofar as who needs to be there and who doesn't? Thank you. Yes, that's a really good question. And what has been helpful for me is something that actually I heard someone else say. Her name is Sam Laura Brown. And she was saying that, you know, especially if you're trying to sell something, we tend to overthink, oh, you know, like, what should they hear? Or how should I turn this so that people resonate with this? And, you know, they will buy my service or my product. And she said, okay, just write it the way, you know, maybe yourself, you need to hear it. Or the way, you know, just you five years ago, if you would be the user of that product or that service, you would need to, to hear it. Just focus on maybe like one person that would be the person that's interested in that. And that's it. Um, and there might be a lot of different people who don't relate to what you're going to say. It doesn't mean they're going to leave the code community or unsubscribe or anything like this. Um, but at least you'll have one person that connects and the other people, they either will think, okay, that product is not for me, but I still stay in the community. If you have this genuine approach, or maybe they will leave the community and you know, this is just not the product or, or service for them. Me and the community, I have very, very different uh, people. I have some people that are retired. I have some people that are still students. Um, you know, some people that are parents, some people that are not parents. So whenever I, I talk, I talk in a way that is true to me, that relates to just my life. Some of the things I share are really personal. And sometimes I think, oh, this newsletter was really bad. And I send it and I hear people say back, oh, this was so good. It was maybe like one of your best newsletter. And I think, oh, this one, I, <laughs> I almost didn't want to send it. So I would say just send something again that either would, you know, resonate with you, what you need, or, you know, you some years ago or one person that you have in mind that is the person who needs it. Because whatever you're trying to build or sell, you want to create it for the people or sell it to the people who need it. We're not trying to, you know, sell things to people who, who don't need you or who don't need your service. So just have this in mind, okay, what do they need? Uh, or, you know, what can I say in a way that is what's helpful for them to hear? And if you don't know what they need, you know, go from what you want to share and hopefully this will this will resonate with with at least some of them that is superb i 
really appreciate the rootedness and centered, heart-centered, mind-centered approach to just focusing on the one and allowing that beauty to grow. Thank you, Orlando. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you're well, well, very welcome. Sorry. And it's Thank always you. also helpful if I can uh, just add, Shima. No, 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 it's okay. Um, you go ahead first. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's yeah helpful is for me, I try to yeah never focus on how many people are going to read this. And, you know, some people, maybe they were past coworkers or there's some people that I obviously don't know in the newsletter. So I don't know who they are, how they can interpret what I'm saying. So I just send what I feel I need to, to send. And I also know that when I come from a place of my needs, then it's probably not going to be something that comes out good. It's always, what can I do for them or what would they need? Then it takes away a lot of the pressure on doing this right. Um, it's more like, okay, hopefully this can be helpful and I'm doing this for them or for this person and not, oh, what can I get from that? Or where is this going to bring me? Or how are they going to react to this towards me? It's really on, okay, I'm putting this out there. Hopefully it's helpful for them, one person and I need to send it out. Despite the fact that I'm scared, despite the fact that I think maybe it's not good because one person needs it. So focus on one person and if it's just helpful for them, it doesn't matter if you know you think it's maybe not uh, not good enough. Uh, this can be helpful too, especially when you start really growing your community uh, to to take a bit away the, the pressure of, uh, of having many people read or, or see what you're doing. Thank you, Orland. Um, but first of all, I would like to ask, um, do you have a few minutes to spare? Because I know that um, we're reaching the full hour right now, but do you have a few minutes to spare for uh, a question or two, if it's okay yes, with you? Yes, yes. I took a little bit extra time from my Miss Universe uh, talk. <laughs> yes, you did. Get, <laughs> you did. Exactly you did the concept of needing to be short so I can, I can give some extra time. <laughs> okay, great. Fantastic. Now, because, um, you know, because I, I came up with a lot of questions, you know, as, as I was listening on to you for the past hour, I had a few more questions and, but I'm just going to ask, um, a question or two. Uh, before that, I would like to acknowledge everyone that has shared the room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, we have 18 shares and thank you so much for the love and, you know, for spreading, um, awareness about this room tonight. I mean, today, sorry, my, on my end right now is tonight, <laughs> but, um, anyway, I would like to thank you so much to everyone sharing the room. Um, Everyone down by the stage, Elaine, Arwin, Anna, Emmanuel, Manohar, Philip, Elena, Ed, Salsabil, Sheila, Kaisa, Vivek, Julian, Merrick, and Alexis. Thank you so much for joining. Um, the, uh, my next question here, you did mention earlier on that you do also podcast, yes? Yes. Okay, um, so the, I I would like to know how do you handpick because and also earlier on in the hour you mentioned about that you do have people interviewing for the newsletter as well as the podcast. Um, I'm curious as to how do you handpick 
the people and you, to interview and how what's the process be, what's the thought process behind this and how do you know which people to approach to come on to your podcast or be interviewed for your newsletter i think it's the hardest part of of uh, my my work if i can say um because i think finding or defining happiness on other people is is really difficult uh, i can't just look at you know people's social media and think oh this person is happy because what we see on social media is not necessarily you know it's not that it's fake but it doesn't for me reveal if a person is really happy and i'm not trying to promote people who you know have a successful life or who you know have the best uh, instagram or or the best linkedin so um it's really just through either people that i know uh personally otherwise people that i find inspiring and who have a good network i ask them who is the happiest person that you know and every time i have one person on the podcast i also ask them okay who is the one person you know uh, that you know that's really happy um you know if i tell you who's the happiest person you know who comes to your mind and this is really how i get um basically my my recommendations i think it's a little bit when you do recruitment for a company you assume that oh if this employee is you know really good and maybe an expert in that kind of field they will know someone else who will be a good employee and an expert on that field so they can recommend someone to you that will you know be more genuine and maybe have the same values than than this person because just relying on yeah whatever we see on on social media um it it can be a good way and one of the person that i had up on the podcast i don't know her personally and it's just through following her i think for two or three years that i felt you know she is really open really genuine and she doesn't really fake her happiness um but otherwise it's really through yeah recommendation and asking other people uh with the happiest person that they know i just Thank wanted you. to quickly mention that i posted the happy project link of orlandi on the linkedin group so if you press on the link uh, above i tried to post the happy project link here but something is wrong but uh now but now but now i posted it <laughs> on the you, linkedin Mitch. group so it's there so just in case yeah. thank you much um yes um another one um how do we find you in podcasts if we want to come and listen to you um what's the your podcast your podcast name so right now it's only available through the happy newsletter <laughs> but anybody who is on, on the newsletter yeah. okay i'm going to i'm going to subscribe so the the goal is to open it um to open it further uh, i think right now it was just basically a very uh, i don't know if i can say technical but i've just been more focused on you know doing this basically for for fun and genuinely has been more the focus than you know i need to get this out there on different platforms and promote it and and so on so it's just been a private link to to the newsletter so far um but yeah the goal is to develop it a bit more and to have it uh, open to to everybody to to listen to 
Um, so I don't have a, a platform yet uh, where you can <laughs> just follow it. But when you um, subscribe to the newsletter, you have access to the new episodes that come out. Um, otherwise, what I can do as well is uh, post in the LinkedIn group of um, of the of the club a link where there is uh, some access to the existing episodes. If you want to to have a listen, even without uh, subscribing yes, please, to the Erlan. newsletter. Yes, please. If you can do that, so I posted something. Absolutely, we can we can repost it through that and it can be amplified, and the people will also be uh, pressing the record replay button here, so we'd, we'd be able to find you as well. There. Thank you, Mitch. Uh, Mitch, would before we close out the room, would you like to share enough? Um, what's yes, coming so, up um, next in a few weeks. Laura, I I, I transfer to you because you are launching. Spotlight yeah, sure. Country. Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah, so thank you, uh, uh, Kuya Mitch. Um, so this coming Saturday on the 8th of October um, at around this time, uh, 4 or 5 p.m., depends where you are, um, we are uh, launching Spotlight City or Country. So uh, this is a new segment that we, um, we um, collectively uh, agreed uh, here at Spotlight Hour. So we're going to feature a city or a country. And then we have a guest speaker from that country or that city. And I'm excited about it. <laughs> yes. So we're starting with Portugal. Portugal. Uh, we have our guest speaker, Antonio Barbosa, and he's from Portugal. So if you know him already, or if you'd like to know more about him and about Portugal, if you have a plans to visit in the future or uh, you want to move there, he is the best person, I believe. So, and this is the best group for that, the best club. So you have to chime in or you have to join us on Saturday, please, if you have time. And um, yeah, of course, Mitch Shima uh, will be there as well. So yes, that's it. And um, thank you so much, Orlande. Before I, I go, just want to say thank you so much for um, you know, sharing a happiness reminder and I subscribe to your uh, newsletter. I'm looking forward to hit the reply button. And um, thank you for giving me the, uh, or giving us the uh, comparison between fun and happiness. And I wish you a great day. Merci beaucoup. Thank you so much, Laura. I will, you know, look into it and see you added on, on the little list. I'm always excited to, to see more, more people joining. I actually started uh, a list that I handwrite every year with other people uh, who join because it feels so, you know, unrealistic or it's just when you just see online and emails of people subscribing, it doesn't really feel uh, real or, you know, you don't necessarily connect with the people. So now I have a list where I handwrite all the names of people um, in the list and, and have gratitude towards uh, all that. So I'll be adding your, your name and to all the people who uh, join us today and, and also subscribe. Thank you so much for, you know, joining this talk and uh, asking also all those great questions and, and bringing your energy on, on a Thursday evening. Yeah, yes. Thank you, guys. So on Tuesday, we have um, the future of facial microexpression, reading people. And uh, we have a guest, uh, Sherasta Samal, as a guest. And 
the the next Thursday's episode is actually on a different time. It's earlier at 3 p.m. Sweden. So please take note of that. But it's a special guest, the managing director of Many One, a fiction design and strategy agency in Hong Kong, Copenhagen, and Sweden. So um, Katarina Iverson is an amazing, amazing person. So if you were really interested or curious about fiction design. It's very, very interesting topic. Please um, chime in, hit the bell notification so that it can be saved on your calendar. And I wanted to thank Orlando today for guesting with us. We will post, uh, as a tradition, we have three takeaways. Uh, we ask uh, Orlando to prepare, um, but we've run out of time. So we'll just post it on LinkedIn. And um, I just wanted to thank everyone in the room for joining us today. And 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 thanks, Orlando, so much for giving us an adrenaline shot of um, insight and mind grenades around how to build organic communities. Yes, and of course, in building up our serotonin level. <laughs> <laughs> because we all do need that, right? Um, yes, thank you so much, Orlando, for you know gracing your presence here with your amazing energy and everyone else. Um, one last thing before we go. Do you have one last words if you want to say anything, Orlando? Um, yeah, I think, you know, when we had a super quick check-in chat with, with Mitch before, uh, setting up this, this call, he asked me, okay, what is kind of your secret uh, or long to, to building a community? And I said, I think, uh, just a smile. And I think, you know, both for, for happiness and, and building communities, it's a really a simple, but uh, efficient trick. I couldn't agree with you more on that because, you know, for me, I'm always smiling and um, the gang knows this, Mitch, Laura, they, they know that I'm always, you know, laughing and smiling. So <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more on that. Um, thank you so much, Orlando. Um, it's been really a real pleasure. And after this, I'm definitely going to subscribe to your newsletter. And I think you have a few more uh, in the chat room. They were saying that they subscribe to it. So looking forward to more of um, your happy newsletter. Uh, I would like to thank uh, Elaine, Emmanuel, Manohar, Elena, Ed, Sheila, Kaisa, Vivek, Mary, Julian, and Merrick for joining us. Uh, my name is Shima Sanusi. I'm from Brunei Darussalam. I'm leading this um, Spotlight Hour room today, uh, co-hosted by with Laura, Miss Laura Lind. Um, there's Mitch, uh, Naj, Sadva, thank you so much. And of course, Orlando, today is your spotlight hour. You, we have spotlighted you <laughs> as on the men's <laughs> stage today. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll be able to hear more from you should we have another episode on happiness reminders because we definitely do need all those serotonin levels. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, sorry, Sadva, were you saying something? Please, yeah, yeah, more rooms. Oh no, you have a robotic voice now. So sorry, um, but if you do, if you can just. Yes, please, uh, if more rooms, please. Yes, more rooms. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you, thank you so much. Um, a quick That's reminder. Um, a quick reminder, if anyone who hasn't followed us in our LinkedIn group, the Spotlight Hour, please do so. And if you have not joined us in the Spotlight Hour here in the Clubhouse, you can click that little cute greenhouse on top. Just click and follow. We're, we're going to be having more and more amazing topics up ahead in the coming weeks um, throughout October and in November. 
um, hopefully in December as well. We're looking into it. But yes, thank you so much, everyone. I'm going to close up the room in about a few seconds. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Merci beaucoup. Salamat po. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.